When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And over the phone in his home, Dave Watson. Hi guys. Are you in your home? Dave? Yeah, I'm in my kitchen. You're in your kitchen? I'm having a cup of tea. Oh. Are you? What are you wearing, yeah. Dave? Nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, that's it's completely naked. Yeah. Same as us. <laughs> <laughs> as is tradition. I wouldn't drink caffeine at this time of night. Tea's fine, though, at this time. Tea is caffeine. There's just as much caffeine as t- in tea as there is coffee. Not in a cup of tea as a cup of coffee, though. It's different. Oh, no, oh, no, no, sorry. No, it's, it's, it, there's just as much caffeine in 20 cups of tea. <laughs> no, but like in actual <laughs> tea and coffee as substances there is, but a cup, like a tea bag full of tea basically has much less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Common right. misconception, Fergus. In that case, carry on, Dave. Thanks very much. I will. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. So, Good. um, Let's start with, of course, there have been, uh, in terms of actual uh, fixtures, we've just come through the uh, Preston North End stage of our lives. There's been um, two games in a row, the first of which was at home in the League Cup, 50,000 fans in, 6-0. It doesn't get much better than that. (laughs) Bit of all right, wasn't it? Did you get to see it? I got to saw to see all the goals. Oh yeah, that was another one of them ones where, like, afterwards I go, "Oh, we could have watched that, could we?" Which I didn't realise yeah. either because it just said there was no foreign TV available. But apparently, because really? you watched it on, was it Cody? I think. Yeah, yeah, I used Cody again, and mm. um, it was it was a great stream. But it was uh, at first I thought it was German commentators, but it turned out to be Danish. Oh, they're um, all the same to um, you, aren't they, Dave? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was, I mean, I don't really listen to the commentary anyway, so yeah. it was perfect, perfect. And um, it was a, a good chance for uh, Mitrovic to get a start, and he, he grabbed his opportunity with two Instead goals. of grabbing Gale, yeah. Yeah. Two goals. Uh, yes, a yes, good point. Yes, instead of grabbing Gale. Two goals and a, a fight over who should take the pen. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten about that. It was with, hilarious. With Matt Ritchie. It was a real, like, please. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the actions of a, a man 10 years younger than him. It seemed as if, although he... To be fair, you forget that he is actually really young. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was the actions of an eleven-year-old. Right, okay, he—it seemed as if um, it took me a while to realise when watching the highlights that he hadn't scored his two goals yet. 
Yeah. So it was as if he knew he was going to score another goal in open play. And he's like, I, if you let me take this, I will get a hat-trick. <laughs> I just love the fact that the only way to stop him if he really wants something is to put it up your shirt. <laughs> and then you find yeah. It's like it just dis- it's like a Labrador. It just as soon as he can't see it, he just looks around for it and doesn't know where it is. There were quite a few it was quite a good caption competition photo. There were oh, quite really? a few going around on Twitter. There was that photo of, you know, of Matt Ritchie with the ball up his shirt and uh and Milosevic, you know, giving a sort of like Milosevic. Milosevic. Yes, Labrador yeah, Milosevic. Um <laughs> I don't agree with everything he's done, but he's, but you know, not even Savo Milosevic he's, yeah, he's <laughs> going to the uh, he's, got, he's got a good, he's got a good goals to game ratio. <laughs> Shit, Mitrovic, sorry, they're all the same. It's a cracking game. Um, no, I was just going to say the photo caption was suggesting that you know, it was like an East Enders storyline over uh, oh, right. a pregnancy. Anyway, uh, good game was it, Dave? Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, like the the sending off. Um, and the, the the penalty, the chart, like soon followed it. That was um, they completely changed the game. And I mean, they were in a, about as as they were in the league game that followed. And you know, we weren't having an easy time of it. But as soon as as soon as we scored the penalty, well, as soon as they got their man sent off and we scored the penalty, you could see they just down tools. And I mean, yeah, we scored six. We could have had a we could have had double figures easily. Well, we, hit, we hit the bar. We hit the. Yeah, we hit the woodwork three times. Yeah, and of course, Diarmi missed an absolute sitter. Um, but still when it was, scored twice as well. Yeah. Two I incredible mean, was, goals from Diarmi, the ones that he did manage to <laughs> score. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, we could have had, we could have had, it could have been double figures easily, and. Um, uh, well, again, not the something the, that happens in football. All the time, whenever it's like six nil or even more, people are always say could have been double figures, should have been double figures. It never is double figures. No, <laughs> I'm not saying you're you're wrong. We you know we hit the no. woodwork three times, and but I think this season especially, we seem to be having games where we create that many chances. If you think back to the Norwich game, Gale missed a couple of sitters, and we still end up scoring mm. four. The QPR game that. Two six nils, and we're only like a quarter of the way into the season. Four. But the QPR game, we missed quite a few good opportunities as well. Like it's, it wouldn't surprise me if we do better than six nil this season. Well, I for one would love to see that. Yeah, could we get ten? I would like the, to see that. You don't get enough double figures. No. No. Um, That's one of our. Uh, one thoughts. thing I was. Gonna say. <laughs> Go on, Dave. I was just going to say, like the the. Player who was my man of the match didn't even score. It was Atsu. Oh, Atsu yeah. was yeah. incredible. Like he terrorised their um, their defenders, and then he didn't get a game. Uh, he didn't get his chance in the league game um, that followed. But he he absolutely terrorised them. He was amazing. Well, that's nice to hear. I do like the look of Atsu from what I've seen, and um, he's not officially our player. Is no, he? we do have a clause no. to buy him. I think, though, so if we want him, he's ours. Oh, that's good to know. That's so it's it's not just a season long loan. We sound like a really uh, cocky girl in a nightclub. <laughs> if I want him, he's mine. 
Um, it will be important. Uh, I'm guessing that he'll get a start against Cardiff because um, Richie's suspended for it. So we'll see. Um, we should see App two against Cardiff, which will be good. With yeah, Gu- with Goufran probably on the other. On the yeah, other probably. I mean, there's there's been talk about who who's going to step up and who's going to take that place. And yeah, it could be it could be Goufran and Atu on either wing, or or to be honest, they could push Yedlin off because he had a good um, last two games. He's been really good as well, um, and put Anita at right back. There's they even could... the option of Perez coming in as well and sticking Goufran on the right. But it feels like Atsu does fit so well into our right midfield to be sort of pointless trying anyone else. Well, here's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's very early to in the podcast in terms of how we traditionally go to be talking about this. But um, uh, considering Mitrovic's performance in the last two games and Gail's performance in the season thus far, you would you would think that there's a pretty good chance that they could both start together, right? Well, I don't Gale think and so. Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah, man. I think well, the one thing we've seen from Benitez this season, he's very happy to chop and change who's playing. It's very hard to pick a starting lineup, but he doesn't change the system. It's four no. two three one or four five one. However, you want to look at it. Fuck the system. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to switch from that. I think it will be Gale or Mitrovic. Like it's a great problem and to also, have. Whoever comes in can score, but I don't yeah. see him. I think it will be Gale starting up. When does that game. happen? Well, no, no, no. I was going to say I don't think it'll be Gale that starts because he he, he was apparently left out of the league game against Preston, which we haven't talked about really. But we, we he was left out about against uh, them in the league because he picked up like a there was a slight niggle that he had or something and because of the way we're playing because we've got options and stuff like that we don't need to rush him back as we would have done under previous managers with a small squad yeah. we can just you know, we'll just keep playing Mitrovic up front on his own and we'll put as, as we're saying just stick Atsu at right wing it, like there's no way we're going to start with Atsu uh, we're not going to start Gale when he's not 100% but when Gale's don't need fit to. that's when it becomes a bit more of a dilemma yeah, because I mean, Mitrovic has proven that not only can he score in this at this level, he's also like keeping his head, and he's not. Well, I, I don't mean, know though. The last from... two games, he scored two in each game, but he's got booked in both of them as well. And you feel like he must, like Benitez is quite big on discipline. He must be getting told all the time, just keep your head and don't get booked. Well, one of those bookings would have been for taking his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, that's is, a stupid booking. That. Really stupid. I mean, Mind you, he rule, had just scored in his second goal uh, in that uh, League Cup game. But he doesn't well, yeah. seem to maybe, have the self-control. That second goal was a really good goal. Yeah. It was um, but, Messi-esque in its own little way. Do you know what I mean? That close yeah. control, go, just waddling past three players. I won't shoot now. I won't shoot now. I won't shoot now. And now I'll shoot. Have you seen the video? I can't remember who made it, but it was on Twitter. It was a side-by-side of that and Peter Beardsley's famous goal against, I forget as well. Oh, they're, they're almost carbon yeah, copies that. of each other. Oh, that's nice. I think it was at NUFC threat level. Ah, uh, right. I think. But the, um, the League Cup game was, I mean, I told you it would be a lot harder than the, the League game. Um, 
and bloody hell, it turned out to be because for all for all we came away with three what? points. Other way around. Do you mean the other mean... way around, Dave? What the league game was going to be a lot harder than the league cup game. Yeah, you just said the opposite of that. Did I? Jesus. Oh, I meant that way around. Sorry. Um, God, this tea's gone in my head. Uh, <laughs> You're out. It was control. a lot harder. Yeah, it was, but just to rattle through the League Cup game very quickly before we leave it, there was a red card. It was a red card, right? Yeah. It was just a classic red card. There was also, uh, what did I want to say? Penalty? There was a penalty, whatever. There was um, a lovely goal from Mitrovic. Yeah, that's right. I've already spoken about that. And two great goals from Diame. And a goal for Perez as well. And a goal for Perez at the end, which he looked very happy with. Yeah. Yeah. He's adorable. uh, But I think as well... Sorry. I was going to say, the good thing the Preston game shows, if you look at their different lineups between the two games, we were very much playing Preston reserves in the Cup. Whereas Preston weren't playing Newcastle reserves, we've got that depth now that whatever eleven we can make as many changes as we want, and it's still close to full strength. Well, yeah. what we've now got as a result of that result, we've got Hull City in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, which I would have thought is the second in terms of wanting to win the fixture is the second best draw we could have got. Uh, the other yeah, after the Leeds, Leeds, yeah, yeah. Um, but what it'll be good for is to, even though they're very much a bottom half of the Premier League table team, yeah, uh, to see ourselves up against a Premier League side, yeah, just to see how deluded we are if we are. You know what I mean? I mean, how it's pretty start. obvious yeah. right now that one were very confident and rightly so. And two, uh, we've got a side that is uh, much better than, uh, much too good for the championship, or at least much better than most championship sides. But, you know. I would say player for player, player for player, we're not that far off Hull or vice versa. If you look at Diame, he left Hull for us. I mean, They've I would got have a very thought small off, squad. On my instincts, I would have thought player for player were better than Hull, and I would have thought most mm. Newcastle fans would agree. But that might that might be a deluded thought, and it, this might be a good opportunity to see. Although you could imagine that maybe Hull will rest players for yeah. that game. Even they've got a tiny squad in well. the semi-final, but yeah, they've got a small squad, and they're definitely in a relegation battle. Yeah, so they. We'll be concentrating on the league. Still, nice to be in the quarterfinals and to be feel pretty confident about getting into the yeah. semi-finals. Of there's the a competition. there's a sort of nightmare scenario that suggests itself because Sunderland are still in the cup. I could oh, see yeah. us drawing. I'm not sure. Shit, Do you quick, know, Dave? Dave? You must know. Come on, quick. No, they're out. They got out. They did, got they get, out. did they get knocked out? Southampton. Oh, that's all right. Yes, I do. <laughs> For some reason in my head, they were just going to sack Moyes, get Allardyce back, and their second game once again would be us. Which would be a, a recipe for us getting knocked out. Yeah, very believable scenario. But we seem to have dodged that bullet. Yeah. So, yes, on Saturday, we played Preston North End 
again this time away and mm-hmm. um and you're right to say dave it seems like it was a much tougher game yeah we didn't really get going until the second half which um under previous managers been going in the second half would have been too late but because you can get away with it a bit more in the championship like the the press they just they didn't have the quality to take the chances that fell their way I mean, they had more shots than us, but less shots on target. And they had eight corners to our none. Um, and in the first half, they, they really dominated us. And they were uh, putting themselves about a bit and um, leaving leaving uh, leaving their marks on our players and stuff. And our players were obviously getting quite angry. Specifically, Lascelles was getting angry at the, um, the roughing that um, Carl Darlow was on the end of. Uh, but they didn't take the chances. And then as we grew into the game, their legs got a bit tired and ours, uh, you know, our players just kept on going. And although I don't know where the ref got 106 minutes, uh, 108 minutes we ended up playing. I don't know where he got the extra... Do you mean 98 minutes, Dave? No, we played 108 minutes. What? Yeah, there were definitely more than 10 minutes injury time, weren't there? 108 minutes? Yeah. That means... Oh, do you mean including injury time for the first half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred and eight <laughs> I didn't know That's that. A film. Um, I knew the that there 90, was... I think it was the 90th, 90th minute they scored. And then the, um, the, the referee held up six minutes um, for injury time. Uh, and I don't know where he got that from. And then there was... Um, there were stoppages during that extra, like during that injury time. Well, was that to, when Yedlin um, got hit with a coin during injury? Yeah, time. Yedlin got. I mean, that's that's just a one. Like, um, I don't think that. Like, by all accounts, the Preston fans were, you know, really nice to the the, the Newcastle fans that went to travelling. It was so their biggest attendance a, in like three years or something. Mm. Yeah, and just as a sidebar, where it looks like we're going to sell out the Leeds game. In the cup, um, in the cup, not in the cup, in the league. Sorry, um, yeah, they're opening the... up parts of their stand that they haven't had open for a while. So it does seem yeah. to be the case when we go to another team's ground, they'll get their biggest attendance. We're a big club. We're a big club. Yeah, Paul. or as um, Rafa would call it, club, club, club. So but it was a good. I mean. Well done for um, Mitrovic on his first goal because it was a, like the the long ball came down to him and he uh, he didn't just lash lash it he composed took his time picked his spot put it away and the second goal it was like the I wanted it to go straight in um, Yedlin crossed it and it was one of those leaping big striker gets his head on the end of it kind of chances but. You know, it didn't go straight in. But I think that's why Yedlin was in the team as well. Sort of with Mitrovic up front, I think normally away from home we'd probably have Anita at right back. But I think the idea, just realizing that we need service into Mitrovic, there's no point just trying to play through the middle. I thought it was a good move to bring Yedlin in, and it did seem to pay off with that goal. Yeah. Mitrovic, there's a quote from Mitrovic. Uh, he said that it's a, a match that they would have lost 12 months ago. And I agree. I agree mm. as well. So that shows something. Although, of course, they did get a penalty shout towards the end there, press the north end. 
Yeah, I think I think it was a penalty, to be honest. Right. So that could have we could have dropped a couple of points there, but we didn't, and that is a good thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure we yeah. deserved the win, but if you're gonna be to near be, the top of the league, you do need to pick up points to be in fair, those games. Maybe the referee had just considered the fact that we at that stage we were eight one up against them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, it would be unfair. Well, I was just looking. <laughs> I mean, you were talking about dropping points, and well, since Huddersfield, we've only dropped three since Huddersfield. So our second game, we've only dropped three points since then. And in comparison, like the chasing pack, like Norwich, Brighton, Huddersfield, they've all like Brighton. Brighton have only dropped. Brighton have dropped nine points since the same fixture. Um, Norwich have dropped fourteen, and Huddersfield have dropped sixteen. So we're um, Brighton battered. We're pulling Norwich, away, didn't they? weekend sorry brighton battered norwich at the weekend yeah yeah and fulham battered huddersfield as well two five they both finished five nil it does show how quickly this division can change whereas norwich seemed like they were going to be guaranteed top two and now alex neil's job's under threat because they've fallen away well we'll talk more about that in a moment and we'll also talk about uh what's going on with some of our lone players We'll talk about China. <laughs> and Is that a Donald Trump? Yeah. Nice. China. And we'll talk about uh, some other things, including the Schmeichel, the Schmeichel Ooh, family. Oh, yes. Uh, right after. And this is a Newcastle Natter first. The first introduced break. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. <laughs> that felt weird. That felt so weird. Oh, that's so strange. Great well, ads, though. Well, what happened? That was such a good I'm going to go out and buy a... those products. Yeah. Please don't be BMW again. <laughs> I'm screwed. We had, <laughs> well, uh, last week or the week before, um, there were some adverts in the Natter, and we weren't told anything about like allowing for a break, so they were just... <laughs> rammed in the middle yeah. of Dave Watson's sentences. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it sounded almost like Dave was sponsored and just ads were put in the middle of whatever he says. Yeah. So, and uh, I mean, what b- previous to the ad break, I made it sound like I've got a really strict running order coming up, but I don't. Um, I did want to say that I was looking through some of our lone players. There wasn't a lot of action uh, this weekend. Um, although you'd be pleased to hear, Paul Doolan, that um, CMD Young is back in training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He didn't start. Which is this... The, the, the Even uh, I'm starting to realise maybe I've been wrong about him. That should be the sentence. What? Well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, did, did Paul just admit that? Yeah. It's like taken me less time than it did with John Dahl Thomason all those years ago. <laughs> CMD <laughs> CMD Young, that should be on his gravestone, right? <laughs> CMD Young is back in training. <laughs> so, um, uh, one, uh, yes, uh, while I'm talking about lone players, uh, I, I noticed that Ivan Tony for Shrewsbury got his ninth booking in 15 games. <laughs> and, and he's had a record. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, Thomas Burkhan 
got in touch with us on Twitter and he said, you haven't discussed the alleged Chinese takeover bid yet. What's your opinion if it was serious, more Ashley or the Chinese? Has anyone got an opinion on that? Not sure Um, how serious it was, but as much as a problem we've had with Mike Ashley recently, you look at other clubs that have been taken over by Chinese owners. I mean, you just have to look at clubs like Villa. We'd be mad Mm. to change the state we're in at the moment. Well, you can't tar a a nation of 1.4 billion. I'm just saying all all Chinese takeovers look the same to me. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like, um, from what Luke Edwards put in the Telegraph, it sounds like the, um, the bids were serious and they were happy to show that they had the funds available and, you know, to come all, all through all those hoops, but Mike Ashley just wasn't interested. And to be frank, I don't think we need. I mean, obviously, it's always good to have extra money, but I don't think we're in a position where we needed to need any change at the club at the, as it stands. Mike Ashley, for all his flaws, and they're they are you know legion. Um, we're we're financially secure, and if if he needs to put his hand in his pocket to to do it like the the money's already available. I mean, we've still got from the last transfer window, we've still got 30 million quid that's, you know, available. So if we need in January to, to buy some players that are maybe good enough for the Premier League um, and we can convince them to come down early, then great. Or if we're just using the money from, you know, in, in that January win- in that January window, we don't make any signings and we just keep it all for next summer. Um, fine, like uh, no, I don't. I don't see any benefit in if we were skinned. If we were in the same kind of financial trouble as Sunderland are, and I only bring them up because they're in financial trouble. Um, you don't need much of an invitation to bring them up, though. Do you, Dave? <laughs> they're so screwed. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, no, the Chinese. Dave, we're relegated. <laughs> I know we're having fun, but just yeah. shh, we just got relegated. Yeah, but no, we got relegated ages ago, and we've been winning loads of games. So in the in the last it. time when we could have got relegated, we got relegated. Yeah, but we've also won a Premier League game more recently than they did. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, oh, that's quite good. Yeah. So in many senses, we're like we're like um, top of the league, and we're only one place off them. Aren't we? Exactly. Or two places off them in the whole football. And I think with our goal difference, that's going to be worth a couple of points. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But I saw you like commenting on like how many people were leaving the stadium of light or whatever. Yeah, because it's funny. Get over it, Dave. <laughs> you just don't understand, man. You don't have that local. Antipathy for them. I have said this on the Newcastle Nutter before, but uh, probably pre your era, I was actually born in Sunderland General Hospital. Ooh. So maybe deep down, I'm a Mackham. Could be. <laughs> I <laughs> certainly sound like one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's been a fair old bit of action on uh, Twitter this week. Um, one thing that came up. Uh, was as a result of uh, last week's pod, we appeared to have opened up a new debate about uh, the Schmeichel family. Right. Is Casper 
Schmeichel Peter Schmeichel's son or is Peter Schmeichel Casper Schmeichel's dad? Basically, which one is famous for being which? So do you consider Casper Schmeichel to be Peter Schmeichel's son or do you consider Peter Schmeichel to be famous for being Casper's dad? So uh, Joshua Jackson got in touch with us on Twitter and said, as a US fan who's followed for about eight years, I know who Peter Schmeichel is, but very much think of him as Casper's dad. Huge if true. <laughs> Blew my mind. So I did a, um, I did a, a, a poll on Twitter. and uh, They're always really reliable. They're always really reliable. I think that's how all polls are done, right? <laughs> and... Uh, it went, I was astonished by how close it was. So it was 59% Casper is Peter's son. But 41% Peter is Casper's dad. That's insane. That just blew that, my mind. Yeah. And there were like people commenting as if like Peter Schmeichel wasn't that good uh, keeper. Peter Schmeichel was like, I know we're talking about another football team here but Peter Schmeichel was I just thought it was just obvious he's the best keeper ever in the history of the Premier yeah. League he arguably yeah. single-handedly stopped us winning the league in that Man yeah. U game well he probably used both hands hey. but yeah, but yeah. Oh, and his feet uh, but yeah okay. no he's definitely like he's definitely the best Premier League era top flight goalkeeper for me yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's agree. sort of like saying you consider Jordi Cruyff to be famous for being the <laughs> son of Johan Cruyff <laughs> or the yeah. other way around. It really is like that. Or um, George Lineker <laughs> being, <laughs> being a bigger deal than Do you Gary. see Gary Lineker as being famous because of Lineker's bar or the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, there's been a little more action on Twitter um, Dalton got in touch to say what's your opinions on the public outcry for the renaming of the Metro the Metro fully behind it fully behind it fully behind that although in 15 years time no one will know what the fuck that was about <laughs> <laughs> what other things would you rename after Newcastle players Oh, Christ, you put me on the spot. Oh, really? yeah, you could have asked us this before we recorded. <laughs> I would rename all bears Philippe Albears. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> the species. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I'd rename the band Franz Ferdinand Les Ferdinand. Yeah, very good. Very good. I'd, that was, da that was dangerous. Like everyone that I've there. gone through has gone through my head is already that thing. Like <laughs> I would name all foxes Rule Fox. I would all, <laughs> name all sheep shearers Alan Shearer. I mean, they're not they're not quite puns, are they? They're not. There's nothing there. How about we don't name things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Teague Wallen. I mean, I'm amazed. I'm continually amazed by the. Uh, unpronounceability of uh, <laughs> the names of people who get in touch with us, us on Twitter. But Teague uh, Wallen says, will this be Adam Armour? He's 
um, they've uh, added him in the tweet. Will this be Adam Armstrong's last season away from the club on loan? Well, I would have thought actually, yes, and it could go one of two ways. He's either either going to go somewhere else permanently, or we'll take him back. Right? Tough one, I think. Yeah. If we get promoted to the Premiership, it would be harder to argue for him getting a starting place or even getting on the bench in the Premier League after an okay season at Barnsley. No offence to Barnsley, but when you look at... Especially, I can't see us switching to two up front anytime soon. He's not making... um, He's doing very well, but he's not making a massive cry. He's ahead of Manuel Riviere. He's definitely (laughs) ahead of Manuel. But then I think think all of us in, in the pod are ahead of him. Yeah, at this stage... I think the tramp that I just saw at Old Street <laughs> Station is ahead of. Uh, I can't see him. I can't see him usurping because either either will go up and Gale and Mitrovic will be the first choice strikers, and we'll either sign somebody. Um, sorry, so they'll be the first choice strikers, and you'll be sitting on our subs bench, or we'll go off and we'll sign a a much better striker and Gale will be on our suspension. Mm. And I can't see the value in Adam Armstrong at this stage of his career sitting on anybody's suspension, including Barnsley's. And so I reckon he'll have one more season in the championship or maybe, yeah, yeah, one more season in the championship, but maybe at a, a club that's pushing for the playoffs or pushing for promotion rather than, uh, rather than Barnsley. Maybe Sunderland. Uh, that could be a good fit next season. Yeah. Or Middlesbrough yeah. or Hull. And what about Sami Amiobi? That was a joke. Oh. <laughs> so, um, also from Teague, Whalen, Wallen, also which players are most likely to leave in the upcoming transfer windows? Teote should be, because he's not yeah. near the team, but nobody seems to want to buy him. Well, you would have thought that would have been a... a well, yeah, he still must be on good wages. So yeah. maybe he'll just see out his contract with us. I can't see anybody in the first team squad leaving because everybody's getting a like a decent amount of game time or they've yeah. only just joined the club. Um, so I can't see anybody. And the ones on the fringes have already been farmed out on loan or like Teote, like you say, we're pushing for a move, but we just can't find a suitor. Um, I think what's more likely is that the, the summer window... We might dump a couple of players that um, maybe we needed for the for the the, the championship push, like Daryl Murphy. Um, we might we might dump them. Just, you know, yeah, they've done yeah. the job that we got that them far for. Far away, uh, I'm Can't. sure there'll be uh, some getting rid. Maybe of players like I don't know Jack Colback or that sort of level of player, but he seems to be fitting into the squad nicely. I don't know. Who's to say? I mean, the summer is a long way off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what isn't a long way off, and that is our next game at St. James's at home to uh, a former Premier League team, Cardiff City. Yes. Um, should we just go straight into predictions, please? Because I think we need to rattle on. Oh, one very quick thing about this yes, game. Because I was just looking at it. I didn't realise, because Cardiff have got Neil Warnock now. I had no idea there was big beef between Benitez and Warnock. 
Really? Yeah, because after Sheffield United got relegated with yes. Warnock, he was angry at Ferguson for fielding a weakened team. It was yes. around the whole Carlos Tevez affair. He'll never get over that. Well, he's forgiven Ferguson, but Benitez did the same thing for Liverpool and lost, and there was there were big arguments. And uh, what's his name? Warnock was basically accusing Benitez of unsportsmanlike behaviour, and Benitez threatened to sue Neil Warnock. Really? So it, it got quite acrimonious. Oh, well, that would be fun. Yeah. So Warnock, <coughs> not a big fan of Benitez, and I don't think it extends the other way either. Well, two big, hugely successful managers. But in terms of predictions, I think the last time they met was when Chelsea, with Benitez, played Warnock's, was it Leeds or Sheffield United or somebody, and Benitez won 5-1. So I think we'll win comfortably. I'm going to say 3-0. 3-0. Dave Watson? Yeah, I'm going to go 3-0 uh, as well. 3-4-0. Four, four four, yeah. five, 5-0. 5-0. I'm going to go 5-0. Well, someone on Twitter got in touch with me to say that we're being too negative with our predictions. Um, okay, 12-0. No. 12 <laughs> That's probably aimed at me. But like, <laughs> but whatever I've been predicting, it's you know, I'm worried that as soon as I say, yeah, 4-0, then... I think the reason is we're doing better than you expect. So it's like if you're tossing a coin and you've just had five heads in a row, like the chance is still 50-50 that the next one will be heads. But you're inclined to say, well, it's got to be tails. It has to change soon. True. We have to lose at some point. Well, this is the... Well, uh, just just to to inform your prediction choice, Fergus, Cardiff have 15 points. They're 21st in the league. They have the third worst attack and the fourth worst defence in the league. Make of that as what you will. 12 nil then. 14 nil. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go for 3-1, which has become my new 1-1. That's my new standard prediction. Nice. 3-1 uh, versus Cardiff. And uh, I look forward to that. We're currently four points. We've got four points more points than we did have at this stage last season. So I, for one, feel sort of uncomfortable with just how swimmingly things are Yeah, Um, Kind of almost want a defeat just to feel like it's competitive. Yeah. But then we easily could have lost the Preston game at the weekend. So that at least, I think, grounded things a little. We very much could have done. But it is fun. So let's enjoy this, guys, while it lasts. Hey, guys. Yeah, let's really, really... This is like being on holiday. You know when you're on holiday and you start thinking, oh, I kind of want to go home. And then a week later, you wish you were still out there. So enjoy this. Oh, one more thing about the Cardiff game. Um, They're doing a big flag day again. I'm not thinking to you. Um, But it's um, 12 of the Newcastle legends and you can find out all about it on the Chronicle site and you can find out about it at the Gallagher flags and stuff like that. But they're doing another big display before the Cardiff game. Uh, Are the Newcastle legends going to be at the game or are these uh, flags devoted to those legends? Uh, The flags are devoted to them and I don't know um, which of the legends are still... Um, drawing breath, so right. Uh, oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh, I wish I'd known about that. I would like yeah. to guess the legends. Carl Sarant, Carl Sarant, <laughs> Peter Ramage. Okay, 
Well, thank you very much, Dave Watson. For No problem. Thank you very much. Next week we'll get you to call me because I'm starting to worry about how many minutes I've got on my plan. Uh, Paul Doolan thank you very much thank you uh, for this time we've spent together and thank you to you the Newcastle Natter listener my name is Fergus Craig thank you very much goodbye bye bye this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network